Hey, Peter. Hey. I have one question for you. Yep. How do you get to be so good? <laughs> well, let's do a little podcast about that, buddy. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Uh, and yeah, so I got my, dude, I got my sampler back. I just want to put a call out to our You'll Hear It listeners. I, I have some famous jazz musicians here saying some funny things that we want to start including. Yes. I don't know what they're talking about, and I don't care, dude. Like, in our in our regular podcast. So send me your audio clips. Yes. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll include them in our in our hilarious samples here. But now uh, you're asking for them to send audio clips, not of them. But, no, right. of, like you that was Miles. Yeah. Our first one, the first one in the intro was J. Ross, yes. famous J. Ross TV. I just saw uh, J. Ross at Forest Park the other day. He's doing no way, yeah, man. He's doing really doing really good, and that's great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so today we're talking about milestones. No, yes. not the tune, not the record. We're talking about how to tell when you're improving what are some landmarks that you can track your improvement with yeah we talked yesterday about some effective habits and we talked a lot about about effective oh yes they were effective i was highly 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 effective highly highly effective but we also talked about the fact that that they're you know being a better player is often a lagging indicator of the habits we're putting in and so i thought we could talk today about you know some of the things you might notice some of the milestones along the way that you can reflect on and be like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool that I just did that. Like, that means I am growing as a musician. Yep. And so we'll start from the, kind of the very beginning of someone's progress, uh, well, maybe even some more advanced stuff. I just want to show, I, I totally understand what we're talking about. So number one is you've learned milestones, the tune, right? That's right. No, number no. <laughs> one that we have here is that you've memorized your first tune. I think uh, this is actually a, a pretty important step in every musician's process, right? Yep. That we start out gathering information by seeing especially uh if you're you know if if you're raised with more classical music or more like a you know quote-unquote western way to learn music uh the 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 written music is sort of king right right and so the first time that you use your ears to memorize a tune or that you just have it from memory uh from listening to it i think that's a huge step in a jazz musician's progress i i agree i mean it's it's when you start to as we say get out get off the page and yeah. get into your interpretation and 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 uh you've internalized the music to the point where now it begins you know that's it's right. not like a lot of times you know the classical mentality is like once you've got it memorized you know yeah you you You've been working on the musicality and the flow of it the whole way. You've, you're ready to perform it. Now, once you've memorized a jazz tune, now is when the fun starts. Now you can start learning how to improvise, how to make it your own, how to fit in with others and all that good stuff. Yeah, when I say the tune, I mean the melody. I mean the chord changes, the form, so that you don't have to read a real book or you don't have to figure out the chords that it's just ingrained in you. That's a huge first step. Yeah, and I think for people to think about going next level with this, um, and I'm glad you said, you know, memorized your first tune because it's that first milestone. But like later on, what this becomes is when you become more confident with it is knowing the tune. So you've got to memorize, and then you know it. It's like somebody wakes you up in the middle of the night, and it's like, play milestones. I know that's a little confusing because we're talking about milestones. but um, And then you just put your hands down and start playing it. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah, you've, not only do you have it memorized, you, have, you know it, but that's for later. 
So our number two is that you've transcribed your first full solo. And I know we have some people listening right now who are probably all right musicians who might not have transcribed your, their first full solo. Right. Realize that this is an important milestone, this that there aren't many great jazz musicians that haven't transcribed at least one right. solo from, a, from a, a legend. That's right, right, right. And um, I mean, there's probably different ways to get there without doing this, but it's going to be a lot harder. It's not going to yeah. be as fun. And yeah. you're not going to get that great milestone of being like, wow, I've, um, you know, I've transcribed the solo and I've learned the solo. And that is normally going to be a more intricate and, and involved process than any tune that you're learning, you know, because you got to yeah, know the tune. Anytune.us or? Anytune. Anytune.us <laughs> slash you'll hear it. Exactly. Uh, because you got to already know the tune. I mean, it's, it's very hard to transcribe a solo if you don't know the tune. So yeah. and then there's just a lot more notes and there's rhythms and all the idiosyncratic idiosyncratic jazzy 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 you know whatever it is uh, that that's in the solo that that that's personalized from that person that that you're extracting. Our third milestone to tell that you're improving is when you hear a chord change or melody or anything a voicing yeah. anything a lick that you maybe know in theory, but when you hear it kind of in the wild, right? Yeah. Like maybe you're at a store and you hear a two five one over the, the house music or whatever, and yeah. you're like, that's a two five one. The right. first time you recognize that stuff, you know, take a step back and realize like that is that is real growth. That's a sign that you're getting better. That's right. And I remember when I kind of got this and it was during my, you know, maybe teenage, you know, possibly dating period and i would blurt out you know at the wrong time don't don't do this this does not help you with the ladies wait, or the guys wait. were you making out with a girl and you were like that's a two five one i mean kind of something kind of like that they were not i mean it was just <laughs> jazz nerd get out you know it's that's not as it doesn't come across as as interesting as you think it's going to <laughs> make a mental Try to concentrate exactly exactly <laughs> Uh, all right, what's number four? Number four of our milestones to tell that you're improving as a jazz musician is that you sat in at a jam session. Now, this notice is a big one. This is a big one. But notice yeah. we said, we didn't say sit in successfully. We didn't say get asked to sit in again. We just said sit in, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the first step. And you have to put yourself out there you know it's that, that's just i mean we're talking about our dating careers it's that it's that like are you going to make the call careers careers yeah <laughs> unsuccessful well six successful once for both we're, of us we're both married <laughs> to pretty terrific people i think they were that counts as a success yeah yeah but the early there was it was, it was a lot of practicing at the early. <laughs> but i mean no but it's like that that thing of saying like asking somebody out will you will you, will you go out with me so i think yeah. That's what it is, a jam session. You're putting yourself out there and saying, like, I want to sit in. You might not know what's going to be played or whatever. But once you've done it that first time, you're good. Hey, actually, you know, if you think about it, man, it takes a lot more courage for someone who's sitting in their first jam session to sit in than it does for me or you to go to a jam session and sit in. That's you know right. what I mean? It, That's it, right. it takes a lot of guts to get up and try something that you're very new at and probably suck at right. and do it in front of other people for the first time. So... Uh, you know, bite the bullet, you got to do it, and then you will get better from that. And that's a great sign that you are improving, it, you know, both socially and with your music. When you're confident to do that, uh, it's awesome. And so I the, think the sooner the, I, the better. Yeah, and I think, you know, I look back, it's, I, there were some pivotal times that I sat in that were terrifying and that were not very successful in general for me, but I learned the most, like those are some of the biggest learning markers. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's like those kinds of things that, when you, when you fail or fall down, those are the biggest learning experiences, but you got to put yourself out there. 
totally true. And number five is that you played your first gig. Now, this is a milestone for a few reasons. First of all, there's no... I mean, jam sessions are cool, but there is no substitute also for actually playing for money, for playing a concert for an audience that is not there to also play yeah. <laughs> like at a jam session, yeah. but is there to experience music in some capacity. Uh, it's also a milestone in that, you know, you are someone's paying you. Someone right. decided that you are good enough to hand money to to play music and so acknowledge that this is a milestone it is that this is a big deal most people actually do this is a pretty obvious one but you know take some time to celebrate a little bit you yeah know? well i mean it's i mean think about all the other things that we do as hobbies or we might even think that you know, it might be something we spend a lot of time on that we never get paid for you know yeah um do you remember your very first paid gig i think i do yeah um so it was at it's just a couple blocks from here at commerce bank uh, uh, yeah, we through somebody in the community. That's a we, hot spot. Yeah, we had a little band, and we were. Tra- this was like seventh or no, yeah, seventh or eighth grade. We had a little band at the middle school. Chris Thomas, uh, Jeremy Davenport, David Berger on drums, and uh, we wanted to uh, do some gigs. And somebody was like, "Oh, we're having uh, like I think it was the opening of the bank up in the Loop, the Commerce Bank." And they're like, yeah. "We want you to play at it." Okay, cool. So we played, and you know, we were like, "Oh, this is great. We were going to do the gig. We didn't know what it was paying, but." We had it in our minds. We're like, man, it's at a bank. So we're going to make a lot of money because you know what? Banks have money. <laughs> and I man. remember at the end of the gig, they gave us uh, individual envelopes, like yeah. with our names printed. We were like, oh, man, this is even better oh, than we thought. Hell yeah. 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 And we opened it. Dude. It was uh, it was a check for $10 in each one of them. <laughs> it's not bad. It's actually it's not, not bad. bad. I mean, from back in, you know, 1985 or whatever. But, uh, but I mean, the funny thing was we, we, we couldn't do anything. We had to, like, give them to our moms to get them cash. Yeah. We couldn't even do them. But we, so my, my, it wasn't my quite the payday gig was, we were hoping. But, yeah. My first gig was 10 years later, equally as awkward. <laughs> uh, 1995, it was when the L.A. Rams moved to St. Louis. There was, for some reason, a shell station in Baldwin, Missouri, way out west, was holding a Rams kickoff party (laughs) with the Rams cheerleaders and a couple of tents. And for another weird reason, they hired some weird, literally called like the St. Louis Dixieland All-Stars or something, (laughs) to play the gig. And my high school band director, you know, was a friend of the trombone player, of course, run by the trombone player. Right. And hired me for my very... That's right. Hired me for my very first gig i'd only by the way played like jazz band <laughs> charts up to that point right, right. you know what i mean i had no idea what new orleans music or quote-unquote dixieland sounded like it was right. it was but, so awkward but, and terrible my dad had to drive me it was terrible oh yeah but you know what big shout out to all the high school and middle school band directors out there first of all you know w- you and i wouldn't be where we are if it weren't for our high school programs and for sure you know so many musicians and just music lovers man i mean music educators are are really the backbone of the artistic education and it's it's a dying breed but there's so many great you know, i love you guys and thank you for the work you're doing because it's so important but shout also like Jeff Melcia, for sure yeah but i mean think about like i mean you know, high, there's nothing like a high school band director that'll just throw a kid like, like, you know, get up there and play some Dixie. I mean, I love that. You'll be fine. Yeah, man. It's such a cool thing. And like, I, I, you hear well, so many stories. We used to do gigs like that, too, where, you know, people, I mean, give he, the kid he a was chance. right. Yeah, he was right. It was a it was a gas station. <laughs> I was having a football kickoff party. No one cared that I was there. It was perfect. First gig. Yeah. Yeah. But that's education. Got- that's education. Uh, what's number six? Number six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Bam. Oh, this is a good one. That you learned a tune on the fly. Mm. That now, what what does that mean? What, what, what would you? What does that mean to you? 
So I'm talking about this, 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 this is going to, you, you need some deceit to make this happen. In other words, someone's going to call a tune. They're going to say, hey, do you know uh, all of you? And you go, yeah, I know all of you. So you yeah. need some deceit and some conceit. That's oh. right. Yeah. You have to say like, yeah, I know it. And you don't know it. No. And then they just, because you don't want to seem like you don't know it. Right? right. And then they just start playing it and you pick it up. Right. You are able to pick it up through the first chorus, the first two choruses. Maybe you have... You know, maybe after the first chorus, because it's an A-A-B-A, right. you kind of got the A's mostly, and then by the second chorus, you got the B. Yeah. You know, that is a big milestone. It actually happens more than you might think. I know, I know. <laughs> well, and once you get better, this is not as impressive, but there's but during that in-between in period, like by, by better, I mean just more experience, like where you've basically heard everything. So even if you don't know yeah. it, you can kind of yeah. fill in the blanks. But uh, this one, now for piano players, obviously this is a different situation like if you're playing a trio or, or like with, I mean, we're so used to playing with either horn players or a singer and being able to do this because you're like, it's almost easier than being a bass player and doing this in a way, right? Because you can just sort of lay out and listen. Like I remember yep. doing this and learning a lot of tunes like this by just listening to what they because i had pretty good ears so i'd listen to what the bass player's playing and steve kirby i learned so much from playing with him mm. and he was a little older than me and knew way more than me uh but i knew he was gonna play the right note so i was like okay i could always hear the root note right. and so i just have to figure out the rest and i knew how to kind of fake my way in between but i mean when you learn it on the fly and then realize That's you can right. do it it opens up a whole new world of bullshit yeah, if you ever hear Adam Manis on a gig uh, playing a bunch of, f like, octave fifths, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that means I'm figuring it out, know, man. Yeah. Like, descending chromatic, you know, if you play, yeah. whoa, I'm feeling uh, it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, this doesn't. This note doesn't work. I'll just keep going down chromatically yeah. until it does. Yeah. yeah. And then what the, the other side of this, learning a tune on the fly, is learning a tune in another key on the fly. Yeah. And, and I had the opportunity to do that. And really, the, probably the first time I felt somewhat, uh, no, I guess I'd done it before, but I was like, I mean, this was with, hold on. Ray Brown, bam, fell on the floor. My bad. Uh, but he was like, I mean, you know, because I played that short period of time with him, uh, you know, one gig and a couple of rehearsals, but he, it's trio. So it's like, do you know such and such? Yeah, you either yeah. know it or you don't. Wait, you got to play yeah. the melody. You can't fake your way through it. So he was yeah, like, yeah. you know, Stella, he's like, how about Stella by Starlight? Cool. I was like, oh, thank God. He's calling tunes I know. And he's like, all right, uh, let's do it uh, E flat. A one, two, three, four. And then, you know, so then you got to learn, be able to play it in, in another key on the fly. That's a, that, that's another kind of milestone. So our number seven mm -hmm. uh, for milestones, how to tell you're improving is when you get lost and you can get back. Now, a little known secret of the pros is that even the pros get lost sometimes yeah. in the form, in solos, uh, during drum solos, you know, uh, most pros really uh, care passionately about keeping the form and about supporting the other musicians and not getting lost. But listen, it happens. Yeah. We're humans and we're doing things that are not preset. So sometimes you just you, you can't find your you, where, where the one is. And it happens to all of us. Uh, but what pros don't do is to give up or not uh, not find their way back. Most pros can find their way back fairly quickly because we've had experience by getting lost so much that we understand. Hence the name pro. 
exactly. <laughs> We've gotten lost hundreds of times, and so we understand exactly what to listen for to get back. And so we, we've done, actually, I think, podcasts about that, about what to listen for to get back. Kick drum is important. The bass line is important. Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but really, it just takes experience. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're not in the middle of that tornado, it's hard to just to think your way out of it. So yeah. you got to be able to learn how to feel your way out of it. And that just takes some repetitions. And that doesn't happen unless you're performing a lot. So this is a milestone because this means you're playing a lot and you're playing interesting stuff with people who are trying stuff. And that's a great milestone. Yeah. And what was what's what you're saying that you've said before about you can't inf- information your way uh, yeah. out of a problem you know and, yeah you can't you can't information your way to being a better player yeah so that's and, and that's like with this and then the great thing about this milestone is once you've done this this will embolden you to know that you can do it a little warning a little caveat the next time you get lost you may not make it back just this isn't like something you cross over then every time you let yeah. it yeah you, yeah you still got to work at it but it is good when because once you do something like we can tell you like and like let's say that you've uh can do three of these things before you can and this is one of like or not even can't do you just haven't done it yet so you know you know if you trust us here at the and we are eminently trustable um so you hear about something like this but until you experience these things you don't really know them you don't really believe them for yourself so that's the fun one about this is that once you do it once you know you got it that's right hey peter yes do you have the piano access pass from Open Studio? I have the I have a limited piano access pass. I having a little problem because my credit card expiration. Okay, I got a little overlooked credit line on mine. I mean, you're the CEO. How do you I not just have? You know what? Gifted. I like to support the company. I like to support the company. Uh, no, I do have. Of course, I have the piano access pass. And you know what's been so great? I mean, I've always you know I produce a lot of the courses with you. Um, I produce them on my on my own or whatever. I I know all of our courses, but this pandemic period, one of the silver linings is I've taken some of these courses for the first time. Uh, yeah. I delved into Elio's uh, Brazilian Jazz Piano because I wanted to learn How good is that course? Oh, man. And it's so like, it's so basic and simple in a way, but it's something that a pro can really use too. So it's, he really, you know, I think a lot of our stuff, I mean, we have obviously with the Piano Access Pass, you get access to every single piano course we have from the cradle to the grave, as we would say. Well, that's you know, what dark. I love most about Elio's, uh, Elio Alves's Brazilian Jazz Piano Course that you're just talking about is its simplicity that he's like, here are the grooves, the Brazilian grooves you got to know. Right. And here's exactly the rhythms that go with each grooves. And here's exactly how to play them on the piano as a piano player. Here's how to play them in a rhythm section. Here's how to do it solo piano. He just lays it out super clearly. And he's a great teacher so knowledgeable great player too man well, I don't know if, I don't know if you were uh, around there was a little bit of controversy he lays it out so simply that we got a call from the Brazilian consulate that he was giving away state secrets about Brazilian cultural knowledge. So they're very they protective like, about their music. They're there. very they're protective. I mean, they know they protective. got something, and they're like, "You can't just give this away." And so, uh, you know, we 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 cut a deal with them that involved uh, some caipirinhas and some exchange of rum and stuff. So we're all good. So go check out the Piano Access Pass. That's openstudiojazz.com. And until tomorrow. And until tomorrow. You'll hear it. (laughs) Good save. Good save. Yeah, you just froze up for a second. Did I freeze up too? No. Oh, I didn't know I did. Okay. Oh, yeah.